This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, coming out again with another message from God's Word. We're happy to have you folks with us, and we're coming on down the line, staying with us, saith the Lord. And uh, let me give you my mailing address at the start of the broadcast. Sometimes I forget to do that. It's uh, the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my Website is radiomissions.org. So if you go there, you look up much information, find a picture about the old trailblazer and uh, other other information. So we're bringing you these studies now. We're coming down close to the end on demon, uh, divine healing, true and false. And we're having uh, much uh, uh, discussion, folks writing me and calling me and encouraging me to go ahead. And then a little bit of opposition, a little bit of folks that don't like what they're hearing, and uh, but we're just going on. We're not talking about personalities. We're talking about doctrine, how, what the Lord says, and we're bringing you, thus saith the Lord. And in our last study, we were looking there, came down in of uh, how that the Lord uh, uh, had a special miracle for on Paul when he had those handkerchiefs and prayer claws, they call them, and we saw that those things were only uh, when under Paul's ministry, nobody else. And then we also brought you how that in my lifetime, in my younger days, folks uh, in this area here would uh, folks would send them prayer claws and they'd cut them up. I told them they'd make a million dollars on a bed sheet, but all of that's of, the, of Satan. That's not of the Lord. And I know that folks don't understand, maybe. But I, I asked you, I asked you to uh, take your Bible and read it for yourself and search the scriptures and search them diligently. And I don't ask you to take my word. Ask ask the Lord to give you grace to, to, to follow the word and take your Bible and read it and study it and Satan will do anything in the world to lead your mind and your heart away from one main issue and that is the salvation of your poor soul. Now, I want to go back and look at something else. We were looking, I was uh, uh, looking at, uh, the other day at the religious world without Christ because the way of grace is not known. Now, I mentioned something about grace one morning in a conversation I was having with someone and the lady spoke up and said, well, I don't know Grace. I never did meet her. And she was making fun, a little sarcastic. And I, I said to myself, no, ma'am, you, you never have met her. Poor darling's gone on, to, gone on to her reward now several years ago. But listen, listen, uh, folks worship anything. Do you know folks will worship anything that comes along? So it is, this, so it is with this false concept of healing and, and folks will stand and defend that thing to the damnation of their soul. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The old trailblazer blasting the path to the hearts of sinners. But, oh, what rubbish I find along the way. Everywhere I turn, I find rubbish. I find it in the, on the radio and on the television and in the periodicals. I find all of that rubbish. And uh, I'll make you this offer once again. Several weeks ago, I made you an offer. I have a book here by Dr. Ironside, and he went into that uh, where the where that uh, charismatic movement was concepted or conceived back there in around 1900. And uh, I, I'll send you a copy of that, that message if you'd like to have. Over there on Azuzu Street in Los Angeles, California. But I'll, I'll copy it and send it to you free and postpaid if you'd like to have it. I believe it'll be an enlightenment to your heart. So at this time, we want to look about uh, the way of grace or God's way of grace and uh, looking at Holy Spirit conviction as an ancient mystery, Bible repentance, all but unknown in the hearts of professed church members. Therefore, the way of grace is unknown to the average individual. 
those individuals who take issue with me over this radio station, I just ask them kindly, do you know the Lord? What is your hope of salvation? Is it is it because you've got a Ph.D. behind your name, string of letters behind your name, and you call yourself Dr. So-and-so, and yet you missed a boat? I'm not critical of you. I'm asking you to search your heart. The Bible says, old, old Peter said, make your calling and election sure. And I have folks get mad with me when I, call, when I ask them to do that because they have no clue to what I'm talking about. But listen. Folks have been led astray on some false preaching. You know, you come into contact with some individual, either on the radio or the TV, and they sound like a, a nice, clean-cut individual, and you, you listen to them, and you hear what they say, and uh, you take off after that individual and preach an error, and all the time you miss Christ. We're living in a day today of religious profession without life. We've, we've coined that word, or it is a word, profession, and that's what folks stake their eternal destiny on is a profession. They profess to know something. They profess to have something. And I'll tell you, it's watered down now. It astounds me every, every day or two or someone brings me a little a thing that they found and picked up in the church somewhere where, you, where, where, they, where the instructions of how to be saved and they have a little prayer, prayer there and you pray this prayer and you say they're saved. My friend, that's, that's, that's a religious profession. That's not Christ. Listen, it's without Christ because the way of grace is not known. Now, let me look. Let me speak here at this time on the way of grace, God's way of grace, and show you some things that every sinner, every sinner must go un, undergo before he can say he's saved. Now, that's that's an easy thing to, to uh, absorb, isn't it? Everything that a sinner must do or must say or must undergo uh, before he can say he's saved, whether you're under long Holy Spirit's conviction. Folks have accused us here of, of saying that you had to mourn for 40 years. No, that's not true. we never done that. Or short Holy Spirit conviction. First, the convicted sinner must be made to feel and to weep over and to bemourn and bewail his actual sins. Now, my friend, we live in a day where there's no sin. There's no sin there. There's no guilt there. Nobody takes the blame for anything. In other words, a sinner must see that he's a sinner by practice. Most most folks can see it, but they won't admit it. Many, many folks that I've uh, run into and come into contact with, they'll admit if you press them that they're a sinner, but they, listen, they don't admit that they're practicing sin. God never saves a sinner in his sin. Now, let me tell you that, my friend. Folks folks ask me that oftentimes. man came down to the front one morning by the pulpit where I was standing. He said, Pastor, can a person get saved while they're shacking up? I said, no. No, they sure can't. They got to get out of that relationship. They got to come clean, come clear. We had an old missionary here, and he said, come clean, come clear, go to hell. Now, my friend, I don't, I don't know what. I don't know what your sin is. I don't profess to know, and I don't want to know. But I know one thing. In coming to Christ, you shed that stuff. You shed that off. Now, that's not salvation. Shedding your sin and lopping off sin, that's not salvation. No, that's not salvation, but that happens. That takes place. Now, God never saves a sinner in his sin, but from his sin. And the sinner will mourn over those sins. Why? Why will he mourn? Because he sees that he sinned against a holy and just God. He sees it. When, when you, when you uh, do something here in this life and you hurt someone you love, don't it affect you? Don't it affect you? 
Oh, my friend, but you look what you have done to our blessed Lord in sinning against a holy God, sinning even 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 God's child. Uh, there comes that confession of sin, and there comes that mourning over sin and bewailing sin, just like folks have throwed up uh, King David to me. He said, well, he sinned. He went up there and took old Bathsheba and committed adultery with her and all of that stuff. But listen, you didn't go far enough. You didn't go and see where he wept bitterly, did you? No, you didn't do that. You want to just blame somebody and then justify yourself for having those adulterous affairs because King David did it. Well, my friend, King David repented. Oh, he repented. Peter Peter sinned against the Lord there, and he went out to the wailing wall there and wept bitterly. Have you ever wept bitterly over your sins, my friend? Have you? Don't 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 turn that question aside. But listen, God never saves a sinner in his sin, but from his sin. Now, he that steals will steal no more, and he that goes to the picture shows and uh, will find himself now in the house of God. That beer bottle and cigarette and all those things will have to go. Drunkenness will have to go and all become a thing of the past. And folks are that those things condemn God's child. And you cry out against it until it will become past history. No history. No believer, no child of God is ever proud of his past life. Now, I've heard folks, folks under this ministry, pop off about how they were so so bad when they was young. They could whip everything in school, whip everything on the block, and they could drink more beer than the... Uh, my friend, that's not God's child. God's child don't talk about that. He's ashamed of that. He may have done it, but he's ashamed of it. He's not proud of it. You know why? Because pride takes a back seat. Pride has taken a back seat, my friend, to the to the grace of God. Now, there are two things that will send a man to hell. Your woman, wine, and your money. Oh, my friend, we're living in a day of adultery, promiscuity, all promiscuity, all of those things. It's just like it's accepted practice now. All these Hollywood movie stars who just live together like animals, and then our children see those things on television. You ask me, is television a detriment? Yes, sir, because folks see things on there that they think's all right. Our children come up seeing those things, naked women. They have these movies now that you can rent, they tell me, and, and play them at your home, and they have four-letter words and frontal nudity and all of those things. And you don't think that affects our young young children, my friend? It does. It affects them. And, uh, but that's got to go, my friend. But two things especially, you can always look. Woman and wine. Wine, women, and song, someone has said. But, my friend, to give up your sins and reform your life, that's not salvation. I don't want you to get that impression. No, sir. Your conviction must go far deeper than just lopping off your sins. I've had folks do that. Clean up their life to where they're as clean as a whistle. You know that old saying, clean as a whistle. But, my friend, they're still a sinner. Their old heart's still wicked. I have folks now who have uh, who lived a clean, uh, immaculate, uh, impeccable life, and yet down deep inside they got a heart like a snake. I mean, my friend, you can't help it if you're not saved. If you're not saved, you're going to have that old wickedness in your heart. And you cover it up with a with lopping off sin. No sin. That's self righteousness. Did you know the Lord? I believe hates sin of right of self righteousness worse than he does a snake. 
I believe he does. All through God's word, we saw where he he uh, saved and healed those folks who were committing adultery and all of those things and theft and all. But, oh, my friend, the self-righteous, the self-righteous. He always scorned the self-righteous with uh, sarcasm. And uh, But, my friend, let's, let's ask the Lord to enlighten us along that path. Let's ask the Lord to show us a way of grace. Just to, You know what is grace? What grace is? It's that unmerited favor of God. My friend, you don't you don't merit favor. You don't merit the favor of God. No, it's because of God's love. The grace of God covereth all of our sin. The love of God, the blood of Christ covers our sin because of his grace. Oh, my friend, let's let's be honest and let's be sincere about our lives. We're we are headed for hell as straight as a Martin is to his gourd, apart from the grace of God. If there's no grace in your life, you're on the road to hell. And old trailblazer here throwing something in your path to, to keep you from going out into eternity lost. And we in our next in our next study I'm gonna give you a little incident about a man throwing stuff in the in the in the path. I'll give you that in our next study. We don't have time to give it all to you. Just but let me ask you something. Would you pray for the old trailblazer? Don't cuss me. Don't criticize me. Would you just pray for me? I'm I may be uh on your list for some reason or another, but don't do that. Pray for me. And then uh, write me and tell me you're praying for me. I have folks do that every day. It makes my day when I get pull up the emails early in the morning. And there's a fella, other fella, fella did the other day. He said, you old kook. And he put that in parentheses because someone had called me old kook. He said, go on, kook, preaching the gospel. And he said, give old Dan a bucket of hay for me, bucket of oats. And uh, I did. And uh, remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box. 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. And uh, let me hear from you. Bye-bye. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website, at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.